Hello, welcome to a new episode of Colors and Flavors podcast. I hope you're good. I'm still thinking of a different way to introduce the podcast, but up until then, you're gonna just have to, you know, do make do with this. All right, so this episode I'll be discussing something that's really important and a conversation that is dear to my heart because it's been a journey for me, you know, regarding this subject in particular. So yeah, we're having the conversation on no kissing before marriage as a believer that's really important as a believer so something i realized is a lot of us believers we find it easier right to have strong convictions on waiting till marriage to have sex like we're very oh yeah that the bible is clear on that however when it comes to other forms of physical intimacy before marriage some of us tend to be indifferent while some people consider it okay and there are quite a number of people also who have built strong convictions on what the word of god actually says about it so that's one reason why we need to have this conversation. We're not going to pretend or assume that, well, maybe we're all doing it the way we're supposed to be doing it. Let's look into the word of God. And of course, as believers, we look to the word because it is our guide on how to live. So even when it comes to matters like this, we shouldn't set it aside and say, um, well, it doesn't really matter what the word says. Mm-mm, no. We really must consider what the Word of God says. So please be objective, keep an open mind, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will grant us, you know, the wisdom and actually help us see what God would have us do, even in a matter like this. All right, so let's get into that. So something else on looking into the Word on subjects and how to live our lives. The thing is, you may not find explicit instructions on certain subjects, but you will see instructions to direct you in the right way. So the Bible doesn't have to spell out, or do or don't, or do or don't. But the truth is, there will be a guide in the Bible on how you should deal with that particular kind of situation. So keep that in mind as we go along. Okay, now, why should you decide to wait till you're married before you start kissing? What's the big deal? So I'll discuss four reasons, four reasons why you should wait, right? Yeah, and this also applies to foreplay and other forms of physical intimacy before marriage. It's not specifically just kissing, but that's like the theme. Well, of course, you can apply it to other kinds of physical intimacy before marriage. So number one, your body is the temple of God. I said your body, so it means every part of your body should be an instrument for righteousness, not sin. On this particular one, there was a time I had to put it on my mobile um, wallpaper to remind myself, when you call your body the temple of God. So just like it is for me and for you, our body is the temple of God. It matters, every part of our body. It matters what we do with our body because it is the temple of God. I'll share a scripture. 1 Corinthians 6 from verse 19 to 20. It says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price so you must honor God with your body. So it's important. Another scripture that says something, you know, telling us how we should use our body is Romans 6 12 to 13 it says do not let sin control the way you live do not give in to sinful desires do not let any part of your body 
become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So your whole body, you are the temple of God. So that's number one. The second reason why you should decide to wait till you're married before you start kissing is not everything that you can do is helpful to you and neither should you allow anything to control you. You must be able to keep your human desires in check, keep your sensual desires in check. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it, right? Your focus now as a child of God in this single phase is that you should focus on glorifying God, right? Focus on glorifying God. So embrace only things that help you do that. So it's not just about what is a sin and what is not. No, the goal is for you to embrace things that help you to glorify God. So just because you can do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Is it helpful? Does it help you in glorifying God and doing the things that please God? So a scripture that buttresses that point is, 1 Corinthians 6 12. So it's Paul speaking here. It says, You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. So you see, just because you can do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Is it helpful and does it actually help you in your work with God and to glorify God? So that should be your focus, not deciding if it is a sin or not a sin. Does it help you glorify God? Then number three, the Bible says we should run from sexual sin. It says run. So anything not helping you run away from sexual sin should be avoided as well. The thing is with kissing with foreplay, these things are progressive. Once you take step one, your body is going to crave the next steps, right? It's supposed to be pleasurable. So how can you be doing something that is pleasurable? Hmm, let's stop. Oh, it's usually progressive. So don't start what you cannot finish now. So on running away from sexual sins, I'll share a couple of, of scripture on that. So first is 1 Corinthians 6.18. It says, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. It's not just about sex, sex, sex itself. Run from anything that will lead you to sexual sin. And like I mentioned, foreplay, kissing, and most of all these physical forms of intimacy are progressive in nature. Another scripture is Colossians 3.5. It says, So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality impurity lust and evil desires second timothy 2 22 also says the same thing similar run from anything that stimulates youthful lust so yeah the bible is clear run from sexual sin not well play with it and don't do it no it says run so that's the scriptures for us then the fourth reason why you should decide to wait you know before you're married wait till you're married rather before you start kissing is you are an ambassador of Christ, so you shouldn't do anything that makes it difficult to represent him accurately. I know that you are not saved by your works, 
but now you are saved to do good works so you live for christ now no longer for yourself so don't make don't do anything that will make it difficult for you to say maybe preach the gospel with anyone or that will make it difficult for people to match your actions and the faith that you profess right don't cause a stumbling block for another person's faith where they can't reconcile your confession of faith and the kind of life that you're living something as simple as this could you know make it difficult for someone to really align you like where do you stand okay so yes like i mentioned that your salvation is by grace through faith in christ but it also produces good works for men to see and it's the holy spirit that gives you this desire and the power to do this good work so now you live for christ the holy spirit is helping you do that so don't do anything that makes it difficult for you to represent christ accurately so that said we've looked at quite a number of scriptures and by now i'm sure you know where the scriptures tilt to so how do you say no to kissing until you're married number one renew your mind in the word of god build your convictions from there that one was really important for me it wasn't a matter of just oh maybe i heard someone say or uh, maybe i'm not sure. build your convictions in the word of god read the scriptures over and over again so i, I shared some scriptures you can go back to them so first corinthians 6 from verse 12 to 20 you can read romans 6 from verse 1 to 23 and philippians 2 13 right you shouldn't be indifferent otherwise you make it more likely that you will fall when you're tempted so renew your mind build your convictions in the word of god and another important thing on that is understand your reason for waiting and let your convictions in the word of god encourage you understand why you wait and let the word encourage you so the second way to keep yourself and keep that first kiss until you're married is guard your heart this one is so important run from any content and situation that can fall such desires or actions guard your heart guard your eyes guard your ears guard your mind don't watch videos or movies or content that will steer your thoughts in the direction of what you know kissing so guard your heart guard your heart number three be accountable to people this is also something that can really be helpful to you have people who can encourage you as you wait and that and people who can also check on you to see how you are keeping up with the decision to wait so have a be accountable to people and let the people who can check on you and encourage you when you're struggling you know with your stand yeah so number four is be vocal about your decision to wait beyond thinking about it say it and remind yourself about it including why you're doing it know for yourself why you're doing it and remind yourself about it don't just say eh, well i i know i'm not going to do it say it say it if possible write it somewhere where you can see it and be vocal let the person you're with in your relationship of course know why why it is that you're not doing it. and know that you are not doing it. be vocal don't assume that just because both of you are believers you will be on the same page be vocal about your decision say it out loud say it to your partner let your partner as well you know say it out and do it often if necessary remind yourself why you're waiting and the boundaries you've put in place and for what reason you're doing it so number five on how to say no to kissing until you're married this may not be popular but that's been helpful at least for me and could help you 
try to do away with the kissing emoji or blowing kisses to your partner. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Anything that will help you avoid stirring up the thought or the desire, please embrace it or embrace it. So do away with that emoji or blowing kisses or you know the gesture and everything so that you are not tempting yourself and foiling the thought or desire in your heart. Then number six, last on how to say no to kissing until you're married. It's the most important one really is rely on the Holy Spirit to help you and he will gladly help you subdue the flesh, right? You've got all the power you need inside you to say no to acting prematurely on your central desires. So let the Holy Spirit help you. He's the power you need, is the strength you need to say no to sexual immorality and to run away from anything that may be leading you into sexual sin. All right, so now to round off. I just wanted to share some thoughts on this, like share more thoughts on this. So just because something seems difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. And besides, I know it's not even a very popular thing that I want you kiss until you're married. But it doesn't mean that it's impossible and doesn't change what the word of God actually says about it. So God cares about us and he has given us his spirit, like I mentioned, to help us desire and obey his instructions. So yes, we can do it the right way. Second on that is, you are not the only one doing it right. There are many other believers who are also choosing to do things better. In fact, I watched a YouTube video where a couple was discussing the boundaries they had while they were dating. Me self, I was like, ha, those are quite strict. But they knew why they were doing it. And now they are married and years after marriage, they are still saying, oh, yes, they are glad they did it. So you are not the only person doing it right. And even if, even if you are the only one doing it right, build your convictions to that point that you will still be the, you will still do it right, even if you are alone and obey God's word. That's where you should build your convictions to, where your obedience to God's word is not dependent on whether it's only you or everyone else who is doing it. It is what God's word says, and you will do it right by the help of his spirit in you. And then thirdly is, you can bounce back. So just because you're already maybe actively kissing or engaged in any form of premarital physical intimacy, doesn't mean you must continue. Today, right now that you're listening to this episode, is a good time to say yes to doing things the godly way, okay? And of course, God has forgiven you, so receive his forgiveness, thank him, and allow his Holy Spirit to help you obey his instructions and do his will, okay? Don't say, well, you started, you might as well complete it. No, you don't have to. You can choose right now to say yes to doing it the godly way. So on that, I would say plan and have a discussion with your partner as soon as possible and set things right and if in any way your partner is not supporting this new better way of doing things then you might consider it a yellow flag that you might have to check okay because you should be dating a believer and believers uphold the word of god above their own opinion above worldly culture so if your partner who is a believer or should be a believer is not being you know not being supportive for you guys just wait until you're married to continue kissing or doing everything else then that's a yellow flag to check might as well even be a red flag so yeah do plan that discussion and have it okay so now that i've shared a lot on scriptures and more thoughts on it 
I wanted to talk a bit on my own journey to building my convictions correctly. So in the past, I looked forward to dating so that I could start kissing. It was one of the things that once you have a boyfriend, like license to you know kids i was very indifferent about my conviction on what god's word said on the subject like i could agree with the no sex before marriage but beyond that like anything else that was too much i i used to feel like people were overdoing it and everything so i was just on defense on it and of course being on defense meant that i would fall whenever the opportunity presented itself however as i grew in my faith it was difficult for me to continue with my indifference and that is you know expected there's something my pastor says that christianity is a miracle of changed desires so yeah now that i've encountered the love of christ and i know better i cannot just be indifferent and say well the word of god may say this but i'm going to do otherwise no now i am desiring to do what God's word says. And because, I mean, God is very amazing, right? He patiently helps me build my convictions on the right knowledge. So now that I know better, and I know that I can and should do better, I am doing better now by the help of his spirit in me. So my journey to building these strong convictions on dating and love in the godly way, it was significantly kickstarted by reading a book titled Love, Sex, and lasting relationships by Chip Ingram. After I read that book, I just knew that when you come, there's a better way to do things. And you know, you don't have an excuse that you didn't know. So same thing for you. You don't have an excuse that you didn't know now because you are listening to this episode. So after reading that book, God took me through a series of more teachings and the word of God and also listening to other believers. And now I know better and by the spirit of God, I have that desire and the power to do things the way that God will have them done. So yes, God cares about this kind of stuff too. Don't leave him out of it. He will help you do it the right way. Yeah, so that's my own journey. However, before I leave that you know, side, I just wanted to say to you that the word of God is the standard for every one of us as believers. It's not about what someone else is doing or what another believer is not doing or not doing. We look to the word to define how we should live our lives as believers. So it's not just about other people's experience or their lifestyle. It's what does the word of God say. Yeah, so thank you for listening to this episode. I trust that you've been blessed. And if you need more advice on boundaries for physical intimacy before marriage, you can check previous posts on the blog, scholarsandflavors.com forward slash love. You will find helpful articles and of course you can always reach out if you have any more questions. So now it's your turn. I would love to continue this conversation and I want to hear what you have to say, right? What has influenced your convictions on the subject of kissing before marriage? Or rather, no kissing before marriage? And how has it been waiting till you're married to kiss? What helps you during the wait? I'd love to hear from you. So let's continue this conversation on the blog. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And yeah, I look forward to the next one. Do take care of yourself. Bye.